Welcome back to Challenges of Faith Radio Program. My name is Gary McCants, producer and host. I'd like to acknowledge our listeners. Challenges of Faith Radio Program is airing on the Edify Christian Podcast Network, which is filled with uplifting spiritual content that will help you navigate life, think deeper about important issues, and better connect with God. We're also on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Anchor FM, Spotify, Pod. Bean and others. Our guest today is Brother Tyler K. Cook, who is here to discuss his new book, Forever Starts Now, How to Focus Your Life to Impact Eternity. Brother Tyler is the Executive Director of the Illinois Valley House of Prayer and Lead Instructor at their academy. His passion is to teach others how to live a fully consecrated life for God and to him as well. Tyler attended the Global School of Supernatural Ministry where he was equipped to live a naturally supernatural lifestyle. Tyler is married to his beautiful wife, Sarah, and has three extraordinary children, Bella, Libby, and Uriah. Brother Tyler, welcome back to Challenges Faith Radio Program. So good to be here. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me. Uh, come back anytime, sir. We enjoy you. First and foremost, how are you and family? And happy New Year's to all of you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we are doing well. Uh, kids are just uh, a beautiful, challenging, amazing part of life. And so I've got a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a four-year-old right now. So we we have our hands full around here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like I was telling you before the program, we um, – we homeschool our kids, so when the pandemic hit, we didn't really have to do much anything different. We kind of were able to stay with what we were doing, and uh, yeah, so the family family is doing really well. And the the, the beautiful part about it is that uh, God is allowing you and Sarah to be able to watch over your children as a family, and that's an honor before Him, Brother Tyler. Yeah. Before we get to your new book. Would you share with our listeners about your role as the executive director of the Illinois Valley House of Prayer? Yeah, for sure. So we, um, me and my wife and a few others here in our community, planted the House of Prayer back in 2017. Um, Some of your listeners may not be familiar with what a House of Prayer is. Uh, So kind of basically the concept is, is it's a place in our community where people from different congregations, different denominations um, who love the Lord Jesus are able to come together and unite in prayer and worship. And so my role as the executive director is to oversee the day-to-day operations that take place at the House of Prayer um, to kind of cast the vision for the ministry, where we're heading, and how we feel God wants to lead us, and then just basic oversight of our volunteers, uh, we have uh, two new people uh, that are coming on staff, so our staff members, different things like that. So that's that's basically my role. Um, I, I tell people I have the best job in the world because part of my job, what's built into the fabric of anyone who volunteers or joins us as a staff member, is required prayer room time. And so we have a prayer room uh, open to the community, and uh, you know I usually get a good two to three hours. Uh, of time either in the prayer room or studying the scriptures or something like that. And so I just find that such a blessing to have that a part of 
uh, my daily job. Part of my nine to five is, is just doing that. So it's, it's a big blessing. Hey, and it's uh, very important as a leader. How about your role as a lead instructor at Ivy Hop Academy? Yeah, so we started Ivy Hop Academy, I would say, almost a year ago, a little over a year ago now. And the the decision to start the academy was that God had really called me and others in our community uh, to teach the word. And unless you're a pastor um, of a church, it's difficult to find opportunities to really be able to do that. And so we started this online academy uh, where people can record and film uh, teachings on different subjects. And then we have courses for these, for these teachings. And so um, primarily I am the instructor that does most of the teaching, but we're always welcome and open to having other people come on board and be able to, uh, you know, utilize their gift of teaching as well. And so um, my role as lead instructor is basically to produce the content. Uh, I'm also casting the vision for, for the, the academy where we're wanting to head. Uh, this year, we're going to be making a few changes. We did mostly online last year, and we'll continue to do online this year, but we're also going to be doing in-person, uh, more in-person courses so people can attend uh, and be a part of it within our community. And then everything that we do there, it'll be recorded and it'll be uploaded uh, to our website so that people can you know, still get the, the content the way that they could before. So that's kind of my role, what I do basically with the uh, Ivy Hop Academy. How about some of your other writings and books and your YouTube channel? Yeah, so we uh, I'll start with the YouTube channel. We started that uh, about a year ago, uh, early January, and the, the goal of that was basically to be able to reach uh, a different audience. Uh, I don't know if uh, what it's like at your church, Brother Gary, but most of the churches that I pop into around town, uh, the membership is is – older. Uh, it's hard to get the young people in the doors. And so we were thinking, man, we got to figure out a way to really reach these young people. So where do they hang out? And YouTube is definitely a place where young people like to hang out. And so we uh, decided to start a YouTube channel and just put out relevant content that could really help uh, people and change their lives and be able to affect them. And so uh, we've been doing that for about a year now. We have a video that goes out once a week and we try to keep it in between the three to 10 minute range. So it's not too long. Um, people have much shorter attention spans now than before. So we want to try to cater mm-hmm. and, and make sure that people are, are getting what they what they're needing. And so, um, yeah, that's for the YouTube channel. Uh, as for my other writings and books, um, I'm working on my fourth book right now that'll be released this spring. Uh, it's a commentary on the book of Galatians. I also have one on first Peter, uh, that's called refining fire. Uh, I have another course book that goes along with our course uh, called Naturally Supernatural. Uh, and then the book that we're discussing today is uh, Forever Starts Now, How to Focus Your Life to Impact Eternity. And the cool thing right now, Brother Gary, is that if you pop on our website, ivhopacademy.org, all of our courses right now are absolutely free. Um, and with those courses, there will be corresponding um, – most of them have corresponding either course books or the books that I just mentioned right there. So it's a great opportunity to be able to uh, to get some free uh, quality Christian training. All right, listeners, especially as we are getting ready to sojourn through 2021. But uh, for Brother Tyler's purposes, I just wanted you to know, you know, the last time you was on, I had uh, sent uh, 
uh, uh, the interview and what you're doing on YouTube to a, a couple of individuals around the Illinois area, especially over at uh, Moody Bible Institute. So oh, cool. keep writing, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> now, as we Thank head you. to your new book, your new book, Forever Starts Now, How to Focus Your Life to Impact Eternity. Why did you write it and select the particular title? So I wrote the book because uh, something that the Lord has had on my heart for a very, very long time is the importance of our time. Uh, I, I heard a quote from, from a preacher that basically said, the, the way that you can tell how your relationship with the Lord is is take a look at your calendar and take a look at your bank account. Where are you spending your time and where are you spending your money? Uh, but even with money, you know, you can make some mistakes in those areas and you can earn money back. Uh, but our time is, in my opinion, the most valuable asset that God has given us. And here's the scary thing. The scary thing is once it's gone, it is gone. There is no earning uh, yesterday back, last year back, you know, last decade back. It's gone, and it's the most important thing. Um, it, it really boggles my mind. If you really think about this, we're going to live for eternity, billions and billions and billions of years, forever and ever and ever with the Lord. But this small, you know, for some people it's, five years, for some people it's 20 years, for some people it's 70 years, for the lucky ones it's 100 plus years. For this small mm -hmm. bit of time that we are here on this earth, we play such a significant role in how we're actually going to spend eternity. There's, of course, that, that, that decision uh, of whether or not you're going to follow the Lord, and that impacts basically where you go, whether you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. But beyond that decision, God talks so much. Jesus himself talks so much in the scriptures about eternal rewards and about how our life that we live now actually impacts the way that we're going to live for billions of years. And so this truth really, really gripped me, and it's made my life um, super focused to make sure that every I don't know if I'd say every minute. I try to make it every minute, but every hour mm -hmm. yeah, I'm focusing and I'm pouring my time and energy into things that are going to have eternal value. Now, am I perfect at it? Heck no. There's plenty of areas That's that right. I can improve. I make mistakes. I'm definitely not perfect. I, I veg out uh, and, you know, probably, you know, watch a little bit too mm -hmm. much of, uh, you know, shows on Amazon Prime or something. That's but right. when it That's comes right. To my heart's vision, I am focused and I'm intentional in the way that I that I spend my life, and so that's really why I wrote the book. Came from that passion, and the title I chose, "Forever Starts Now." Most people think that forever starts or eternity starts once they die, but that's really not the case. Eternity begins. We're living in the midst of eternity right now. You know, eternity started way before we were ever born. It's going to go way before, or, you know, way beyond we die. And right now we're in the midst of it. And we're probably in one of the most important, if not the most important aspect of eternity, where we're deciding the way that we're going to be spending the remainder of our life. Uh, so that's why I wrote Forever Starts Now. And then, like I said, How to Focus Your Life to Impact Eternity. The book is really um, a step-by-step -step guide to help you walk through how to best utilize and manage your time, your schedule, uh, you know, the way that you're positioning your life so that you can have the greatest eternal impact. Praise God. And just like you're sharing, you know, oftentimes we as believers can be so heavenly minded and forget about part of being earthly good. And, and you're mm -hmm. making use of that valuable time apart from family 
but uh, your writings. And again, congratulations on your your next book because I'm sure you'll be back on so that the listeners can learn about Brother Tyler. How does one live purposefully during the COVID-19 pandemic? That's a great question. You know, um, I said from the get-go when the pandemic first hit that I think that this is such an amazing opportunity for Christians to get back to the basic simple things. Uh, being the director of the House of Prayer, one of the one of the major things that I hear uh, about why people can't pray or can't read their Bible is they're just too busy. They got too much stuff going on. They don't have the time to do it. Well, guess what? Brother Gary, we don't have that excuse in the season. At least many of us don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, true. especially when the pandemic first hit and people were just stuck at home. Most people weren't able to even go to work. And I know it's different depending on where you're living in the country. Um, but we have more time than we've ever had before uh, where we're not uh, distracted with a bunch of different activities. You know, uh, at least in Illinois where I'm at, you can't take kids to soccer practice. There is no soccer practice. You know, <laughs> a lot of people are working from home. So you got that, you know, that 30, 45 minute commute that you used to have to do in the car. That's cut out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all these extra spaces of time that we can really connect with the Lord. Uh, the, the first commandment, the thing that Jesus says we're supposed to do beyond anything else is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And we have such an amazing opportunity to pour into that first commandment that he gave to us by spending time in the word, by spending time in prayer, by closing the door, shutting away everything, and just connecting with the heart of God. And so that's been my, um, that's been my cry uh, over these past nine months that this pandemic's been going on, basically, is Use this time to connect with the Lord. You don't have that excuse anymore of being too busy. Use this time to connect with his heart because that, for me at least, and I've noticed from many other people, that's the thing that changes your life. The thing that changed my life the most is is the amount of time I'm connecting face-to-face with Jesus. And from that place, that intimacy that we develop with him, that's where we go and change the world. You know, a lot of us have it backwards. We want to go out and do, do, do. We want to, you know, do all these things that change the world. That's a great thing to have. But if you don't have the foundation of a connection, an intimate connection, ongoing connection with God, then I've seen it nine times out of ten. The person that that goes out and tries to continue to do, do, do without that connection, they get burnt out. They don't have any fuel. Um, And so this is a great time to really be filling up our gas tank of connecting with the Lord so that, we can have the opportunity, the stamina, everything that uh, we require to be able to go reach the lost and, you know, feed the hungry and change the world the way God's called us to as believers. And one of the things, listeners, I enjoy about uh, Brother Tyler is the fact that as a leader, apart from out trying to help the helpless, the hopeless, the hurting, and the homeless, God is also allowing him to be there to be that help to his partner, his wife, and his children, which is most important, so that all are strengthened as one, so that therefore the children are able to see their father as a leader that God has intended him to be. And at the same time, with Tyler's beloved wife, Sarah, being the partner that he needs for his life, I'm reminded of my pastor who's uh, transitioned over. He used to say, Gary, Make sure that when you go home, you go home and let your hair down with your wife because she is your support base as you are with her as well. 
Mm-hmm. Brother Tyler, what do you believe the difference between God's view of success and the world's? Yeah, I uh, I really touch on this at the start of the book because I think it's so crucial to have this basic understanding before you look at any of the nuts and bolts of how we can, you know, most effectively manage our time. So the world's view of success normally revolves around exterior results. And so the things that you can easily see. So, uh, you know, somebody who's running a multi-million dollar corporation, people will look at that person and regardless of how broken they are in their heart, regardless of how lonely all that stuff, they'll still look at them as success because of what they're able to accomplish. While you look at, you know, the world will look at other people, the stay-at-home moms, I think, get the worst rap. You know, they'll look at a stay-at-home mom and think like, man, shouldn't you be out working? Shouldn't you be out doing something with your life? You're just kind of hanging around home watching kids. Like, why don't you just put them in daycare and you can go, you know, actually accomplish something with your life? That's unfortunately, specifically this generation, the way that the world is viewing success. If you're making a lot of money, uh, if you're making a big numerical impact, uh, then then you're successful. But any time I go to the scriptures, I see God looking at success in a completely different way. He does not measure success the way that we, and when I say we, I mean kind of secular society measures success. God cares about our heart. He wants to have our hearts transformed. And so regardless what we're doing, the thing that he cares most about is what's going on on the inside of you. Are you falling more in love with me? Are you obeying me? Are you doing the things that, that I'm calling you to do? I like to use this example. Um, Billy Graham, just one of the most amazing um, evangelists of, of our time, probably one of the most famous Christians in all of human history. God looks at Billy Graham and he looks at, let's just say, the custodian at, at a local church in the same way. He doesn't see Billy Graham as this super elevated, um, amazing man of God, and then this church custodian as, uh, you know, just someone that's kind of doing their part. No, he looks at them. Both of them have the same value in the sight of God. And so uh, regardless of what you're called to, the way that we walk in obedience is really what determines our success. And so this custodian that's cleaning toilets in the church, if he is obedient to God's call in his life, and that's what God's calling him to do, he has just as much opportunity to earn the rewards and to um, prosper in heaven that Billy Graham did preaching to millions and millions of people. And here's the thing that really gets me. There's a lot of people, and I think I've even been tempted to do this in my own life, who view their calling and say, oh, it's not enough. It's not good enough. I need to do more. I need to be more popular. I need to be more famous. I need to make a greater impact, all of that stuff. And they start to reach actually beyond what God called them to. And I actually believe regardless of whether or not you know, they attain to some of that that they're reaching to, they're not going to be rewarded for that because they're going beyond the calls that God's asking of them. You know, there's a very select few in history that have that Billy Graham role, that have that Charles Spurgeon or, you know, all these other revivalists. There's a very small portion of people that are called to that. There are so many more people that are called to be faithful as stay-at-home moms who are called to be faithful as plumbers and electricians and handymen and all these other things. And the beautiful thing is 
at the judgment seat of Christ, when we see Jesus face to face, we are not going to be judged according to somebody else's assignment. I'm not gonna, God's not going to look at me and say, oh, you didn't accomplish the numerical impact that Billy Graham did, so you're going to get less of a reward. No, I have a specific assignment from the Lord, and if I am faithful to that assignment, I have just as much possibility of, of, of gaining eternal rewards in heaven, uh, of you know, being close to Jesus, all of that, as, as someone like Billy Graham does. And so for me, that's really exciting because it comes down to not so much anymore What's my numerical impact? Although there's nothing wrong with numerical impact, but instead, what is my assignment? What have you called me to do, God, and am I being faithful to it? That's success, being faithful to the assignment that God's called us to and always making sure that our priorities are in place. God, number one, family, number two, ministry, number three. If we start getting those out of order, it's going to become a disaster. All right, and I am in total agreement with what you're sharing, my brother, especially as you pinpointed back to uh, Sarah and what she is doing uh, for kingdom purposes down here on earth. Because, you know, when you look at uh, Solomon's mom and you see his sojourn apart from God uh, and, and, and David, his father, but the Solomon also went back to his mom for advice, and she gave that sound advice as she sent him out there in that cold and different world. So the responsibility, the powerful responsibility that Sarah had, not only for your beloved children, but for yourself as well, is a powerful role. And at the same time, the children and yourself for her in that sojourn that God has laid on her for her life that impacts many lives. And it's going to be interesting for the both of you as you watch your children and the role God has for them in society because you never know from a global perspective who God is going to use, which one if not all, to cause that impact among many. And speaking of from an internal perspective, as you have mentioned, what does one need to have an internal perspective for their life? So I think the first place is just start pouring over the scriptures. If you want to develop an eternal perspective for your life, I would just say specifically in the New Testament, but there's definitely Old Testament references as well, just pour over the scriptures. And the, the, the ones that really stick out that are calling us to live in a certain way in this life so that we can have the greatest eternal impact, take those scriptures, memorize them, meditate on them. Those are the things that are going to help you get through the times that maybe seem monotonous when you're being faithful in your assignment, or maybe when you're going through some intense trials or difficulties. Those are things that help me to be able to remember, like, okay, it's not all about what's happening right here in this moment. Yeah, this moment is hard right now, but if I am faithful in this moment, I will reap a reward forever. And those are the things that really help me um, get by. I, I, I list so many uh, different scriptures in the book. The one that's really standing out to me right now uh, is in Romans 8. And it's when Paul, you know, he says, these momentary light afflictions are producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. And so if I'm going through something, you know, let's say with my role as executive director, I'm dealing with a, a problem between volunteers or staff or something like that, 
and it's just, you know, probably not my favorite thing to do, but I know I need to be faithful in it. If I am keeping that in mind, all right, this, this light affliction that I'm experiencing right now where I'm dealing with this conflict, it is nothing, absolutely nothing compared to the eternal weight of glory that I'm going to get from being faithful in it. If I keep that in mind, man, am I way more motivated than I would be if I was just like, try to be faithful, try to be faithful, try to be faithful. There's a difference. God has has put it inside of the heart of man to be motivated by reward. And we need to stop being afraid of being motivated by rewards because if you, like I said, if you go through the New Testament, there are so many times where Jesus himself, Paul, Peter, they talk about being motivated by these rewards so that you can live a life that is faithful to what God's called us to. It's part of the process. And so, yeah, I mean, Probably, Brother Gary, the, the answer that you're going to hear from me with everything is go back to the word, go back to the word, go back to the word, because I believe so strongly in that. But specifically with this, definitely find some of these scriptures that really, really um, help you to remain faithful, knowing that you are producing an eternal impact. The foundation for a believer's life and walk. What do you believe the mm. difference between a secular and biblical approach to time management is? Yeah, so I'm I'm a little bit of a nerdy type. I've read a lot of time <laughs> management productivity books. I, I you know, I have a passion for that. Um and I would say that there are some very, very good principles that I have learned in studying this subject from secular non Christian books. But there is something that you have to be very, very careful about whenever you're taking a look at something that's not written from a biblical perspective. Um, specifically with time management, I would say that the time management gurus, the productivity gurus that, that aren't following the Lord in our day but have written some good material, they would probably think that my you know, two to three hours in a prayer room is probably a very inefficient use of my time. You know, what are you tangibly mm-hmm. producing in that time? You know, for my for my prayer time, I don't always see, uh, you know, the immediate tangible results of what I'm praying for. Oftentimes, I have to labor in prayer for years at times, you know, before results start to come. And so they would see that and they would say, oh, you should take those two or three hours and do X, Y, and Z so you can see this physical production so that you can, you know, see these external results. And so I would say that's probably one of the most dangerous things is if you get locked into that secular view of time management, then most of what you're doing is going to have this external result-oriented motivation. You want to always be producing something. But God calls us to something far different. I believe that God calls us to spend the majority of our time um, focusing on internal change. That internal change produces the external change that we want to see. And so time in prayer, time reading the Word, time reading Christian books, time in meditation, time going for a long walk, all these things are extremely beneficial for being productive and for, you know, living a life that impacts eternity. But you probably won't find those at the top of the list for a secular time management or productivity system. Why do you believe one of humanity's primary desires is to live a life of deep meaning and purpose? Well, I forget where I've heard this, but that's actually probably one of the leading causes of, of suicide is when someone realizes that they don't have a, a life of meaning and purpose, uh, when there seems to be no escape uh, from just kind of the monotonous, painful existence that they have. While there's other people who have been in excruciating type of circumstances, I think 
I think it was Viktor Frankl who wrote about uh, the Holocaust and was saying basically one of the primary reasons why someone was able to survive or not survive the Holocaust um, came down to whether or not they saw a meaning or a purpose even in the intense struggle that they were enduring in the concentration camps. Uh, God has put inside each one of us this, this desire to make a difference in the world. We all have it, whether we're leaders, whether we're you know, more of the follower type, uh, whether we're called to big extravagant things or smaller um, you know, endeavors, whatever it is, we have been placed on mission in this world. Each of us has it inside of us. And so um, I think, and what I touch on at the start of the book, is discovering what that purpose is is probably one of the most important things you're going to do with your life. Taking time to really talk with the Lord, define and discover what am I here for? And I think actually for Christians, the first one is the same. We're here to glorify God. And so that connection with the Lord and glorifying the Lord is always going to come number one. But then there's a second aspect here of, okay, how do we go about doing that? What has God specifically called me to? Has God called me to work with children? Has God called me to be an intercessor? Has God called me uh, to be a pastor? Has God called me to be a secretary, a handyman? What, what has he called me to do? Those type of questions um, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of us ask ourselves. We may be wondering, but we don't quite know how to arrive at the answer. And so that's a part of what I really lay out um, in the book, Forever Starts Now, is figuring out who you want to become and then figuring out what you want to do. And when I say what you want to do, it's basically discerning what, what role God has given you. And now trust me, there's going to be times where it changes in different seasons. I've got, I've got a, a, a chapter dedicated just to that. It's called Priorities for the Season. So there's going to be different seasons in life. The way that me and my wife are living our life right now with three young kids is going to probably be very different from how we live our life uh, when they're all off to, you know, college. So, mm -hmm. But still, there is going to be this core element of, I know this is what God's called me to. For me, it's, it's prayer and ministry of the word. Acts chapter 6 verse 4 is, is a life verse for me. Um, I know that those two components are going to be a huge part of my ministry and my doing. And I think we all can kind of land at some of these central key things. And it's good to have that because then we can remain focused. We can see how all these other responsibilities and all these other opportunities correspond to that major life vision. Brother Tyler, do you believe we are all born with an insatiable craving to make a difference? And if so, why? Yeah, you know, I, I think that, that from the start of when – I was just reading Genesis 1 today, actually, when, when God put Adam and Eve on this earth and, and gave them a purpose to cultivate and to, uh, to manage the garden and for Adam to name the animals and all that stuff, he puts all of us on this planet with this desire to build something with him. We have this insatiable desire on the inside to make a difference in our world, to, to see something that's wrong figure out how to make it right. We all are born with that. And so the problem is with many of us, we see the wrong, but we don't know how to make the right. And so determining those solutions, and oftentimes it's not the worldly solution, it's a spiritual solution, um, that is really where we need to begin to land our plane is, okay, we see this as being something that we want to make a difference in. Now we need to go to the Holy Spirit to figure out how we're going to make a difference in this area. That's right. You know, when you were sharing that, I was reminded of my private study in Daniel, where I'm sure Daniel and Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego 
weren't aware um, when they were taken into bondage, the role that God had already preordained for them because, as you indicated, going to be faced with right versus wrong. But the, but the issue is whether or not they were going to be faithful to God and rely on God to whatever that trial was going to be. What do you mean when you say eternal impact requires intentional living? Yeah, so it's kind of thinking from the end uh, with the end in mind. So if we're going to want to make the most impact that we possibly can in eternity, which I think is the most valuable thing, one of the most valuable things you can do with your life is to live in such a way that eternity is most impacted because it never ends. It goes on forever. How are we going to live now? That's basically the question that you're going to be asking yourself. And it's going to require some really intentional things in life because if we're just flowing with the stream of culture and society, uh, we're going to get sucked into so many things uh, that aren't going to impact eternity. Uh, you know, binge watching Netflix episodes is not going to probably impact eternity. Going uh, <laughs> into um, all these, these forms of entertainment and pleasure and, and all of that, they're probably not going to be impacting eternity. Now, I, I want to be careful when I say that because there's nothing wrong with watching a clean television show for half an hour or something. I'm not against rest. I'm not against, you know, entertainment even. But unfortunately, specifically in our Western Christian world, we, I believe, as Christians are just as addicted to entertainment and television and pleasure and all these other things that non-Christians are. And so if we just go with the flow, we're not going to be able to live a life that really impacts eternity. It requires being very intentional, creating a schedule, creating priorities, creating goals, doing things, living in a way that, that is different from the culture so that you can do something that, that a lot of our society and culture won't do, and that's impact the next stage of life, which is, you know, eternity. How can listeners purchase your new book and your other writings as well? Yeah. Um, well, specifically for, for this book, uh, there is a landing page that I've created. If you just go to our website, which is www.ivhop.org, that's I-V-H-O-P.org, um, backslash Forever Starts Now ebook. That's the, that's the backlink right there. And between each word, uh, it's a little confusing. You're going to want to put an underscore, so it would be, or I'm sorry, uh, a dash. So it would be forever dash starts dash now dash ebook. That's how you have to do it for, for links. Um, so if you go there, you can go ahead. Uh, it's going to ask for your name and email address. You put that in, and it will shoot you the book in PDF format, a downloadable version that you can uh, get completely free. Uh, another way to do it is to go on to ivhopacademy.org. You go there, and one of our first courses is this Forever Starts Now course. If you enroll in that course, which is, once again, completely free, you can get the PDF download. You can also get a free uh, Kindle version where you can upload it to your Kindle, and you can read it that way. Um, for some other people who are like me, I love the feel of a book. Uh, if there's just something about reading a book like that. Um, if you want to purchase a physical copy, just go to Amazon.com, type in Forever Starts Now, uh, probably put my name, you know, Forever Starts Now by Tyler Cook. Um, and the, the first one that pops up will be, will be that title, and you can purchase that. And we've done everything that we can to keep that uh, the lowest price possible that Amazon will let us. Um, so we're actually not making 
uh, any money off of those books. Uh, we're, we're giving it all out for free. Um, so if, if that's what you'd like to do, those are three different options for being able to get Forever Starts Now. And then uh, for the other books, uh, same thing. If you go on to ivyhopacademy.org, there are free copies of these books with their corresponding courses as you look through. Uh, so I would suggest doing that. And, of course, listeners and those of you who may not be, it is important to uh, obtain uh, Brother Tyler Cook's writings, his books, everything that we're talking about today because it's for your upbuilding. I also understand that you have free Forever Starts Now courses starting soon. What does that entail, and how can a person enroll? Yeah, so like I said, this this year with uh, Ivy Hop Academy, even though a lot of the nation's still in lockdown with the pandemic, we still felt, you know, there's something about being able to go to a place with other believers and and hear teaching and discussion. And so that's really what this course is about. Uh, the in-person course, which a lot of your listeners probably won't be able to attend unless they live here in the Illinois Valley, um, it's going to uh, be about a half an hour of my teaching, and then after that we're going to do about 45 minutes to an hour of discussion over the topics um, so people can really um, sink their teeth into the content. We're also going to have handouts and stuff like that available uh, that goes with each chapter that will help people kind of practically walk out what they're learning. Now, for those who aren't local here to the uh, Illinois Valley area, what we're going to do is each week after the teaching, I will upload my teaching. It will all be filmed uh, and put it on the ivhopacademy.org website underneath the um, Forever Starts Now course. So if you enroll in that course, then you'll be able to have lifetime access. As soon as I put the teaching up, uh, people will be able to watch right then and there. And I'll also be including handouts and things. Like I said, the book's already up there in PDF format, so you can read the chapter with us. And we're basically just going through one chapter of the book each week. It's a 12-week course. We have 12 chapters. And uh, the hope is just to take the information that we're reading in the book and really uh, plant it into a deeper level. You know, it's one thing to read it, um, but if you can read it, and then you can hear it, and then you can discuss it, that really is what, what really starts to sink it deeper. And so um, for anyone that wants to uh, be a part of that, the course starts on January 12th, and it will be going for 12 weeks long after that. Brother Tyler, before we wrap up, I understand that you have an upcoming gathering. What is the gathering, and when is it? Yeah, so earlier this summer um, – me and a few other people, pastors and, and leaders in the, the Christian community here in our area, felt like we needed to have some sort of prayer and worship event where we would gather people from the community uh, just for, for that, for prayer and worship. It was actually going along with um, another event that was happening in Washington, D.C. at the time called The Return. And so we were doing prayer, repentance, uh, worship and really just with a focus of getting the church in line with what God's doing in this season, in this hour. And so that happened in the summertime. And since then, uh, we've done another one that was similar to it. And we're actually having a New Year's Eve event, uh, bringing in the New Year with prayer and worship. I'm actually going to be speaking at it, uh, but the most, the majority of the time is spent with prayer and with worship. Um, and so that's happening uh, this New Year's Eve. Like I said, for a lot of people who aren't local to this area, they'll be unable to attend, um, but it's it's something that uh, we really feel strongly about. And here's the cool thing. It's not an Illinois Valley House of Prayer thing. It is a church 
of the Illinois Valley thing, meaning that we have different people from different congregations, pastors, different people on our leadership team uh, that are a part of this. And so sometimes I think we as the church and different organizations can get so fixated on our own thing, our own name, our own mm-hmm. brand, that we forget that it's it's Jesus that we're glorifying and it's the church that we're a part of, you know, and when I say the church, I don't even mean like our, our individual churches. I'm talking about the church, like the way Paul would refer to it, the church at Ephesus, the church at Corinth, you know, it's the citywide gathering of believers. And so we wanted to have a place where we could really promote that type of event. And so that's what the gathering is. And yeah, we're having one uh, New Year's Eve. Brother Tyler, any final words for the listeners? I would say um, do not lose heart in doing good. Uh, It is a challenge specifically in this time frame uh, of human history to continue to stay faithful and remain faithful. But remember what I said from Romans 8. If we do remain faithful, all of these momentary afflictions that, by the way, when we're feeling them, they don't feel very momentary, and they don't feel very light. They feel big, and they feel like they're never going to end, usually, if, if your guys' afflictions are anything like mine. But <laughs> if we endure and if we're faithful, we are going to receive an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. And so I would say as you approach each day, think with the end in mind. Think of where this thing is going. If we look just at you know, the problems that we're facing today without the eternal perspective of what it's actually producing in us and of the relief and joy and immense pleasure that we're going to have with the Lord Jesus for all of eternity. If we can grab hold of that reality, then the mountains we face today are going to feel like molehills because we know that we are coming against them with the power of the spirit of the living God that lives inside of us. And that far exceedingly abundantly will do anything beyond all that we ask or imagine. He will just knock our socks off with what he wants to do, but he needs us as vessels to be willing to say yes to even the hard things, to the small things, to the things where you're doing something where no one else notices. Those are the things that I believe are are the most difficult. It's easy. Honestly, I believe this, Brother Gary, it's easy to write a book that you can then say, hey, look what I did, go buy it, and, and, you know, all of that. That, that's easy to do. You know what's hard to do? What's hard is when there's no one around and you're sitting there to, instead of pop on a TV show and veg out for the next half hour, to go to your room, close the door and pray, and then don't tell anybody about it. No one has to know, yeah, but he knows. Those are the things that I think are the most powerful, life-changing things. And so that's what I would say. Uh, don't lose heart in doing good. Keep it up. Keep doing the small things. Be faithful in the small things. Uh, because in those, the, 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 the being faithful and small is going to lead to more uh, greater things that, the God, that God's going to release to you. So that's what I would leave your listeners with. Amen. <clears throat> so listeners, words of wisdom as we sojourn through 2021. Brother Tyler, Happy New Year's to you, your family, and the brethren, and keep on writing and reaching everyone for Jesus Christ. Love you in him. And again, you come back any and every time you so desire. Keep sharing whatever God is laying on your heart to share. 
Thank you, Gary. I, I just love being on this show, you know, now this being my second time. Um, I, I, hope you, I hope you mean what you say there because, like I said, I got another book coming out in the spring, and I, I plan I on sending you an email. <laughs> I do, my brother. <clears throat> I do. So, listeners, go out and, you know, support our brother. You know, he's offering a lot for free, but at the same time, we are supposed to support each other. His new book, Whoever Starts Now, How to Focus Your Life to Impact Eternity, by our beloved brother, Tyler Cook, the executive director of the Illinois Valley House of Prayer. That's very important. Keep us all in prayer for such a time as now. I'm Gary McCants with Challenges of Faith radio program.